0: and the USOPC in no way warrants that content featured in Olympic Fever is accurate. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show.
1: The report uh, clearly lays out an unprecedented attack on the integrity of the Olympic Games and sports. Mesdames et Messieurs, the greatest festival of our contemporary society, the Olympic Games, is about to begin. This is gonna be close. Oh! You can do it! You can do it!
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant! But that is an Olympic champion. Ready.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Olympic Fever. I am your host, Jill Jarris, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Alison Brown. Hello, Allison, how are you? I'm uh, well. How are you doing, Miss Jill? I am in a state of shock because the IOC actually put its foot down this week. Huge news out of uh, Switzerland, uh, headquarters of the IOC, and they have banned Russia from competing in
3: Pyeongchang for doping. I think, I think shock, uh, this is definitely shock and awe. Yeah, this right? This really really... Uh, you know of those of us who love the olympics this is about as earth shattering as it gets
2: right and on multiple levels too because it's not yeah. just not just the fact that uh russia doped and got well and got caught but um which forever tarnishes the games and the brand of the olympics yes but also for me it's like oh hey the ioc actually did something about it
3: Right. I mean, we have heard rumors of the Russian system for years, if not decades. You know, right. certainly going back a long way and especially at Sochi and this just and, and you know, before Rio, there was, are they going to ban Russia? Are they going to ban Russia? And now for them to come out with this is good in the sense of it's a triumph of, of clean athletes but horrible that we've gotten to this point. Right. And it's you been, know, it's it's taken way too long, really. Yes, absolutely. Um, too too many people have had to, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like too many people have had to suffer, but for people who love sport and who love the Olympics, it's it, it's really heartbreaking what's happened. Right,
2: right. So-
3: So Uh, we should cover what happened. Yes, let's let's get some facts out on the table, Yeah, we're already you know in in tears. (laughs) We haven't shared the news yet. Here's IOC President Thomas
1: Bach. The Russian Olympic uh, Committee is suspended with immediate effect. Individual clean Russian athletes will be able to participate under strict conditions at the Olympic Winter Games, Pyeongchang, two thousand eighteen. These invited athletes will participate, be it in individual or team competitions, under the name Olympic athlete from Russia, with the acronym OAR. They will compete with the uniform bearing this name and under the Olympic flag. The Olympic anthem will be played in any ceremony. No official of the Russian Ministry of Sport will be accredited for the Olympic Winter Games Pyeongchang 2018. The then Minister of Sport, Mr. Vitaly Mutko, and his then Deputy Minister Yuri Nagonik will be excluded from any, particip- from any participation in all future Olympic Games. Dmitry Tchernyshenko the former CEO of the Organizing Committee, Sochi 2014, will be withdrawn from the Coordination Commission Beijing 2022. The President of the Russian Olympic Committee, Mr. Alexander Shukov, is suspended as an IOC member, given that his membership is linked to his position as President of the Russian Olympic Committee. The IOC reserves the right to take measures against and sanction other individuals implicated in the system. The Russian Olympic Committee will reimburse the costs incurred by the IOC on the investigations and contribute to the establishment of the independent testing authority, ITA, in the total sum of 15 million US dollars to build the capacity and integrity of the global anti-doping system. The IOC may partially or fully lift the suspension of the Russian Olympic Committee from the commencement of the closing ceremony of the Olympic Winter Games, Pyeongchang 2018 provided These decisions are fully respected and implemented by the Russian Olympic Committee and by the invited athletes and officials.
2: So really, it kind of really started in December of 2014, when a German TV station produced a documentary called Top
3: Secret Doping, how Russia makes its winners, and that was based on the information of Grigory Rodchenkov. Who was the whistleblower
2: right i believe but they they kind of started and and got this ball rolling and then there were different commissions you had uh wada was looking into it i'm pretty sure yeah wada was looking yes. into it and um uh Rutchenkov, uh blew the whistle and published uh, uh some diaries with the new york times in 2016 and uh those diaries talked about the level of doping that was going on in Russia and the manip- manipulation of sample bottles, which even though these bottles were supposed to be tamper-proof, they managed to figure out how to tamper them, right. um, which uh, just goes on and they, they would pass uh, samples. Well, well, I guess the, the athletes would get doped. The, the drugs would go into cocktails. So it would be, I think, if I remember correctly, whiskey for the men and vermouth for the women and oh that's very ladylike like. <laughs> and <sighs> th- they drink them and the alcohol would kind of help i believe with the absorption and the cover up and then there was a lot of passing back and forth of clean samples in the uh the doping or not the doping center <laughs> the testing center which I, I, I guess you can call center, it the doping center be honest but uh so that's escalated um there were a lot of allegations against the track and field athletes from Russia and so back before the Rio Games the IOC basically said well we you know we can't really make a decision here we're going to let the federations decide whether or not to ban Russia in each of their sports so um pass the buck yeah they did pass the buck and that, i mean yeah. that was really just typical IOC doesn't want to take a stand on anything
3: right. um I guess that's what makes this so unbelievable, right? That they actually did something. That they actually, yes, that they stood up and said, "You know what? We can't allow this to continue." They should have done it before Rio. They probably should have never allowed Sochi to host, right? Because part of the, pro- you know, part of the problem that happened in Sochi was the Russian officials were able, oh, able to get away with things because they were literally on their home turf. Right. And that finally, Thomas Bach and the IOC said, you know what? Enough is enough.
2: Yeah. And, and really, and the other problem is that, you know, we're, we're dealing with a situation where the games are too expensive. So the only people who want to host them are these autocratic governments. And it's, right. it makes it really difficult to have a clean games then because you don't i mean the ioc is basically at the mercy of somebody who says oh i will have i will put billions and billions of dollars into producing the most beautiful games you've ever seen and of course the ioc likes their pomp and circumstance so they're gonna go oh we would like to have the most beautiful games we've ever seen and and now i think that attitude of style over substance has really come to bite them
3: absolutely and,
2: and they have to they have to take some really hard looks at how everything is organized and what's going on. And really, because really, then you, you just look at the Olympics as who
3: can dope better. Right. And that's the heartbreaking part of this, because now the Russian team. Well, OK, so the actual sanction is the Russian Olympic Committee is... uh. Banned. They're suspended. Right. And if a country doesn't have a, an Olympic committee, it cannot send a team. Right. We talked about this when we were talking about the Indian athletes. Right. But they've created this avenue of Olympic athlete from Russia, right, where they would basically be an independent athlete that the Olympic committee would sponsor. But the head of Russian sport has already come out and said, no true Russian will compete as Olympic athlete from Russia. So I can't imagine any Russian athletes will actually go to Pyeongchang under this sort of workaround. And I don't know if I was in that situation if I would go, because everyone is going to assume that every Russian athlete is doping. And every Russian medal is going to be booed and suspect. And that's heartbreaking for the clean Russian athletes, because there are some. Right. I mean, there are some. And to be able to go but not compete, you know, I always put it back into if they even though I'm furious with the Russians for doing this, I mean, let's not sugarcoat this. But I think about if I were an athlete from the United States and they told me I couldn't wear my uniform, I couldn't hear the Star Spangled Banner if I won, I couldn't compete under my flag. You know, we heard from Nick Cunningham of Bobsled when we talked to him, how that made the Olympics the Olympics. You weren't competing as an independent athlete, you were competing for your country. So it's heartbreaking for those athletes who don't get to go, those clean athletes who don't get to go. Right. Right. And it's. But it's, then I turn around and I'm like, oh, but of course they have to be banned because look at what the Russian uh, OC did. Oh so, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. It's heartbreaking that the Russian, the clean Russian athletes, are the ones who have to um, pay the price for what their country has done, and at the same time, what the country has done is so horrible to the movement to other athletes to and the, like the trickle down effect is enormous i uh, and and i'm sure not that many people would care about this but one of my favorite reference books uh doesn't publish anymore because the author said it was too hard to go back and correct the record over and over again and right. and i look at this book on an almost daily basis and i haven't gotten an update since the 2010 olympics and it's been really frustrating to say, oh, I, I can't have a quick flip through and look up a fact that I want to look up or find a good trivia question for you because <laughs> this,
3: this poor guy. Right. So
2: yeah, all my trivia questions will be 2010 and earlier. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, when I, when I first heard about this yesterday, as I was driving to the train, I was stunned. That was my first reaction. And then I wanted to cry. I was really heartbroken. And then I got so angry. I was so angry this morning. I was, of course, angry with the Russian Federation for having done this. I was angry at the IOC for having let this get to this point. You know, why were we not in counseling at the first argument? Why have we hit divorce court? It's like it's gotten so beyond repair. Right. No Russia ever be able to compete in the Olympics again. I I question that. Well,
2: it takes it would take some systemic changes, massive systemic changes.
3: Massive changes. Um
2: I mean um the athletes who are clean and and the testing that they're going to have to undergo to prove that they're clean is going to be so frustrating and hard. And I I understand that the 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 doping testing is already incredibly Invasive. Yeah, invasive is the, the word I'm looking for because it it's just it really is. It sounds invasive from what we've talked to other athletes and, and what they have to go through for that. And then Russia also has to pay fifteen million US dollars to reimburse the IOC for for this investigation and then they're Which gonna
3: we already know there's no way. Right. There's no way Russia's gonna pay a dime to that. So if they don't pay a dime you know, can they ever get back in the IOC? And if you have such a powerhouse sporting country as Russia out of the Olympic movement, right, does that in fact cripple the Olympics as an idea? Right.
2: But but then if you're an athlete, do you just train at home and go, Okay, well we're we can't compete from here, so I'm gonna go move to another country and then do you just get this athletic drain? Out of Russia and all these, uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like we we were talking earlier, uh, before we started taping, about whether or not, like, if you chose to compete as a clean athlete and an Olympic athlete from Russia, you know, what stigma does that place on you? What kind of implications are there for your participating in fulfilling your dream as an athlete, yet kind of going? against the wishes of your country.
3: But this is going to be like scabs crossing the picket lines. Right, right. They're and then- never going to be able to be respected in their home country again. And the doctor who um, was the whistleblower, it, it, I think, escaped Russia in his words, and he's worried about retaliation against friends and colleagues and family Right. back in russia and right. he's because he's here come and- out and said right he's come out and said he's worried that russian agents are going to kill him this is insane this is insanity right how oh, did we gosh. get here
2: right and i don't think i have this because there were a couple of russian officials who mysteriously died within a within a couple of
0: days of each other
2: so on on a- yes yeah, so so uh no. some some uh, the former executive director of the Russian anti-doping agency died two months after he resigned. Uh, and it was very unexpected. And then there was another official who died right after him.
3: Okay. That's just scary, right? How, How have we gotten to the point where Olympic medals are literally worth dying over?
2: Right. It's uh let's let's go on to I found mysterious Russian deaths. Okay, so uh, Nikita Kama Kamaev uh, was fifty two, died of a heart attack on February 14, 2016, thousand sixteen. Two months after he resigned of executive director of Rusada, and he was involved in the doping scandal. And right before him, February third, two thousand sixteen, uh, Vyacheslav Sinev. Uh, age 58, died February 3, 2016, chairman of the executive board of RUSADA. Cause unknown, location not disclosed, according to USA Today.
3: I mean, this just, it, this is like the worst John Le Carre novel ever.
2: Right. <laughs> the, I think the New York Times said, had mentioned it, it was just like
3: a John Le Carre novel. And not a good one. No. Because, you know, the thing that we love and that we've talked about a million times about the Olympics is the beauty of sport, the beauty of all these people coming together and competing and being the best. And the athletes that we've talked to have talked about how special those moments are when they're with their fellow competitors and the camaraderie they feel and the pride they feel in representing their country. And we're talking about that and that spirit driving people to possibly kill other people, certainly put people's lives at risk with doping because we know just that can permanently damage and, and ultimately kill these people long before they should die. And that's what I don't, get right the winning at all costs I mean I understand the desire to cheat you know I've got a daughter in high school I hear about cheating all the time and I understand that desire to be the best and I mean doping is nothing new I mean I remember as a kid the jokes about the East German women swimmers right and (sighs) it's not a new thing But to have a country, an entire country, have a system to dope athletes across, I mean, multiple, multiple, multiple sports. Right. And to affect so many medals and so many events. Right. I'm torn between being absolutely furious and absolutely heartbroken. You know, what? uh, from Sochi, the Russians won the most medals. 33 right 11 of those have been stripped
2: right so far so and, far and um and then 25 athletes have been disqualified so there's people further down the the right the results who are also got caught for doping and that's just in the sochi olympics i mean this keeps going back farther and farther and it's not just i, I think
3: it's the attitude of when of, when it all costs you know and how many athletes who, because of all these doped athletes, retired and said, there's no point in competing if it's not going to be done fairly.
2: Right. Or, or didn't think they were as good as they were and said, there's no way I can win. I'm going to quit for instead of going on further. I'm at my, I'm at my peak. I'm not going to go on.
3: Right. So you've got the medal strip. So you've got those athletes who didn't get their moment. Right to win their medal, whether it be gold or bronze or that. And you know, when I was looking over at the list of athletes whose various events have been vacated of certain medals, mm-hmm. one of them was bobsled. Oh yeah. And Steve Holcomb, who we talked about briefly in our bobsled episode, who has since died, got two bronzes, and they should have been two silvers. And he will never get those silvers.
2: Right, he and he, yeah, never know, never get that, and it's so sad.
3: Um, I mean, they can read. You know, Thomas Bach talked about having new award ceremony, new medal ceremonies right. for some of these athletes from Sochi at Pyeongchang. There's going to be no new medal ceremony for Steve Holcomb. Right, and so yeah, I'm, I'm it, a little upset.
2: Right, and it's and it's, <laughs> it, it's really things like that that have just trickle down both through summer and through winter and and the win at all costs philosophy uh, is nothing new i mean absolutely and and the u.s is is certainly guilty of a lot of doping in their own right and there are just a lot of uh and other sports i mean the the world weightlifting championships are going on right now and there are nine countries who are banned from competing at that because they've doped it's crazy
3: you know, and yes, absolutely, should Justin Gatlin be allowed to compete? You know, we had Marion Jones who was banned. We've had—I mean, certainly there are dopers in every country across all kinds of sports. I am not so jingoistic as to think this is a Russian problem, right. which actually makes me even madder Right. That—that's where we've gotten to.
2: Right, and it's been going on for oh, geez. I mean, it's been going on since 68 that, the ba- they've, the... that, they've, that they've been tracking, I believe. Ugh. You know, who knows what happened? Because I think uh, my history of WADA, because it's um, Avery Brundage.
3: Because your he the book one hasn't been updated. No,
2: my book hasn't been updated. No, no <laughs> but I think, no, when they started looking into doping was really, it may, I think mostly in the 70s. I'm going to go back and we're going to have to. Our our facts are going to get checked on us, I think. But, you know, we had the <laughs> in the 70s, you had the East German swimming scandal where right. the East German women were being doped and winning tons of medals. And um, that kind of led to creations of anti-doping agencies. But, you know, they've really it's all been retroactive. There's just so right. much like after the fact, after the fact. And. The the Russians in this particular case were so far ahead of the game. They were always one step ahead of whatever protections that WADA came up with to fight against doping. And it's really sad that they, when you go to those lengths to basically be a criminal, in this world of sport it's 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 just it's so sad it's so frustrating and why can't we stop it why is it so bad to be a clean athlete why is it so bad to face right. the facts that maybe your athletes aren't as good without the doping why is it so bad to compete on a level on a basically level playing field
3: and you know we've had we've heard so many programs i remember watching i guess it was vancouver and Canada had this program about – and I'm going to get the name wrong. I should look this up while we're – it was like Own the Podium. What was that? Mm. Let me look.
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, they had one of those. Yeah. Because, it Olymp- was, because of the Olympics were at home, they wanted a special program. And Team GV did that too for the London Games. Yeah. They own, pumped so much the money into the sport.
3: Yeah. Right. And the idea that the only way a program is successful is if you own the podium if you get to the gold medal, why is that the only measure of a successful sports program? Right. You know, why is, why do we have the country medal counts? That infuriates me when they folk, you know, every day on NBC, you know, 10 times a day, what country has the most medals? Right. Because it's not a
2: competition in that sense. It shouldn't be a competition like that anymore. Right.
3: Why am I competing against Norway? I'm not.
2: Yeah, you're competing in your sport. You're winning a medal for your country. And just because you happen to have a lot of winners, I mean, uh, the U.S. is a big country. And, you know, uh, granted, our government doesn't fund the uh, sporting federations the way other governments do. But there's a lot of money being... Pumped into um, certain sports or certain athletes to develop them. Um, just because we have so many people doesn't mean like we're better than Liechtenstein, who has medal winners in skiing because they have some good skiers. I mean,
3: right? I love cheering. I love when Liechtenstein wins a medal. Oh, right. I love. You know, when the Dutch win the speed skating, because they're speed skating crazed. I love seeing other countries succeed. And that does not make me unpatriotic. It does not make me not American. It makes me love the Olympics. And it makes me love sport. Right. And the
2: international aspect. Keep going.
3: Yes. And... You know, Nick Cunningham, I keep going back to that because he talks so much about how much fun he had with the other athletes at the closing ceremonies and how there was this joy with one another. And that's why I watch these games. That's what makes this brand exciting to me. Not that the Americans are going to win the most medals and, oh, my God, it's Oshie. Russia won more medals. And so that makes our country less in some way.
2: Right. We still have medal winners, they're still amazing. That doesn't diminish <sighs> it. Maybe maybe NBC and all of the other media outlets should start publishing medal counts in alphabetical order by country rather than focus on who's got the most medals.
3: Right. And it's it, always the it's, most
2: gold, really. You know, there's some kind yeah, of It's
3: so jingoistic and I hate that aspect of it. That makes me upset if you couldn't tell (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about this all morning before we were taping and I was just getting madder and madder by the second uh, about how uh, everything that's wrong
2: right and uh, it's just like mentality you know everything you believed in with the Olympics is just kind of pulled out from under you the the whole the whole rug's been pulled out from under us and it's really frustrating to think and be supportive of an event that we believe in the you know the basic whatever the PR message because it now sounds like a big PR message oh the games are peaceful cleaner than ever yes exactly you know what other bs are you going to tell us and and it's something we've known we've known for a long time because athletes keep getting caught but like this to this extent it's crazy and I mean it it's nice to see the IOC take a stance it's actually the first time they've banned a country for doping um the other bans have been for political uh, for, yes political reasons so you know germany and austria and germany and austria hungary would get banned after the war the world wars And South Africa got banned for the apartheid system. Right. Uh, But this is the first time that a country's gotten banned for actions it's taken against the Olympics itself.
3: As it should. You know, I, I have no problem with this sanction. I think it's long overdue. Right. But it doesn't break my heart any less that it's happening. Right. And I feel bad for even the clean athletes who are competing. Okay, so back in 1984... All the Eastern Bloc countries boycotted the Los Angeles Summer Games. Right. Okay. At the time, I was involved in gymnastics. And at that Summer Games, Mary Lou Retton, America's sweetheart, won the ladies all-around gymnastics gold medal. She was the first First. American, I think, to even win a medal in the all-around, never mind the gold. Right, right. And I can tell you in the gymnastics world... It was always talked about with an asterisk. Right. And she did it amazing. Was always, and she was a fantastic athlete. She probably would have medaled even if the Russians had been there. But it was always talked about as, oh, well, the Russians weren't there. So it, it always tainted the medal. And the same thing is going to happen this time. You know, we started to talk a little bit about the Russian ladies, uh, figure right. skaters who had the potential to sweep the podium, they had that many world ranked, they had something like four skaters in the top eight this year. And if none of them are there, whoever wins that medal, it's going to be tainted. Right. And that's not fair. No. And and that's not right. Because the likelihood that ladies figure skaters are doping is very small. Right. It's not a doping sport. They may be, I mean, the only way I could see them doping possibly is to lose weight, to be thinner. Right. Um. But probably not. That's just not a sport that lends itself to doping in, in the way that, say, cross-country skiing or, right. you know, the power sports are. And are they going to always look at that like Mary Lou Retton? Like, mm, right. Well- would she or wouldn't she have won? I mean, whoever wins that medal will will make a fortune and be very successful and do very well and be a beautiful skater. And the Canadian skater whose name escapes me at the moment, who won the silver medal last year, has been doing beautiful all season and was in the race for the gold. But if she wins it, are all they gonna be talking about is, well, you know, if the Russian girls had been there, who knows?
2: Right. Well, and and speaking of the gymnastics, do you re- remember 1996? Because that was when the U.S. team won again, and they talked all the time about how it was the first time that the U.S. had won
3: in a fully in a full co- participation yes. games.
2: Yes, we heard that over and over again, and it just it's got to make it worse for the athletes who are competing and and have to put up with the fact that. Oh, I you know. Oh, I got the gold medal, so I'm I'm the best in the world at this. But am I really the best in the world? Because these athletes weren't here. But if they were here and they competed while they were doping, you know, are they really as good as we all thought? You know right. how how competitive are they?
3: Right. A, a che cheating should not be rewarded. Absolutely. Right.
2: right. So you've got all these you know years and years of. World championships, even. So how good were these athletes, really? I mean, um, the New York Times put together a great uh, piece and infographic about how this could affect the Games. So there's going to be 102 events at Pyeongchang, and the number of events with Russian contenders was 32. So about a third of the events were possible Russian
3: medals so figure or skating even, right. i know uh cross-country skiing yes i know there's time. a lot of russians uh sliding biathlon. sports biathlon oh was, biathlon uh, huge
2: yeah. uh, also uh luge, luge hockey of course but, skeleton, but hockey's, yeah. got, hockey's hockey. got its own uh hockey, yeah we won't
3: even go into yeah. hockey that'll be another episode where we right. have to talk about the but, mess uh, it's
2: Right, yeah. Uh luge and a skeleton both had contenders. Yeah. Snowboard, speed skating had a few. Uh, freestyle skiing weren't necessarily in the medals, but they were fourth, fifth. So you never know. You know right. they went they down the to mix. they went down to what would likely be fifth place because you never know who's going to have a good day and who's going to have a bad day. Right, um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy, and the the events where there would be multiple people it is a lot. It's it's just
3: frustrating. It's really yeah. frustrating and really. And is this going to hurt an already weakened games? Right. How can it not? Right. Because ticket I mean, sales Hong are chain, down. Ticket sales were down. You know, TV viewership is going to be down because everything's going to be on tape delay. Right. Um, that's not going to change with 2020. It's going to be in Beijing. Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo, excuse me. Uh, but but it, you're talking too, is
2: So you had the same yeah. problem for at least American viewership which is provides you the largest viewership
3: for um, the next numbers. two cycles. Right,
2: exactly. So you're dealing with three Asian games in a row, so poor viewership. Obviously Russia's not going to broadcast the games. So that's a large country you're going to lose those viewers and and who knows what money after that. I mean, they're going to be banned from these games but what? How do you let them back in? I mean, T. Bach uh, said that you know if they comply by with everything, then you know we'll talk about it at the commencement of the closing ceremonies.
3: But they're not even admitting wrongdoing, so there's right. going to be no changes. They've right. they're coming out and saying this is a political attack. We've done nothing wrong. You're just anti-Russian. They're certainly not going to pay fifteen million dollars. Right. So uh, I think we're kind of at at a non-starter at this point of getting Russia back in. Just crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know what to think. I I, I really I, I don't know what to think. I'm I'm cuz you've gone through the gamut of emotions and my initial reaction was, "Yes, they did it. They did something. They actually, <sighs> yeah. you know, finally admitted that there is a problem and they took action." And that's something we never see from the ioc and i'm so glad that they did something i hate the fact that it is an event like this i and
3: so close
2: so close to the games um yeah i mean why didn't they
3: do this back in the summer when they were first meeting
2: right and and you get the the responses oh well it took a you know we wanted to make sure we had all the a detailed uh report and we wanted to fully investigate everybody's innocent and proven until proven guilty, which I, I appreciate the fact that they went in and tried to be thorough. I do appreciate that. And I know it takes time to be that thorough, but. At the, do you at see the my, time... I mean,
3: the, the listeners can't see my face. I'm making, I'm making the face. I'm making the Michaela Maroney face. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I, it's just, sorry. Like... I'm, 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 trying to... <laughs> I'm doing a
2: little IOC backpedaling for you. It's, it takes time, Allison. These things take time. Oh,
3: we're PG rated, so I won't use. <laughs>
2: <sighs> but I mean, I, 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 it's one of the things that came out when I was reading some of the other press coverage. I believe it was inside the games that said that this just isn't limited to the top people there is a, you know, a Russian database that they, you know, they had this huge database of what to do with everybody. And you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of athletes.
3: So now the question becomes, if you have athletes, and I would assume you do, having athletes doped very far down the ranks, down the line, how can you let The Russians back in until enough time has passed because are there, you know, 12 and 13 year olds who are being doped now who won't mature into world class athletes for another, you know, 10 years, but benefit from that early doping and training.
2: Right. Well, you know, when you (sighs) when you say that, I I think. It makes me wonder, oh, what's the implication on the youth Olympic games? Because, and then we don't yes. talk about the, those games because no, um, we, yeah, we have, we have opinions about the youth Olympic games that aren't very nice, but, um, the IOC created this event to try to get more kids interested in the Olympics. How far down the age groups does this doping system go? Is the Youth Olympic Games now tainted and tarnished as well? And we actually—I haven't seen anything about that. But that's a good no, question to ask. Oh, did you?
3: That no, I did oh. see. As of Rio, Russia had been banned from the Paralympics. Oh, did you see that? No, i I had totally missed that news. Hmm. But it went back, and they've already been banned from this—you exp- know—sort of expansion team of the Olympics. Right. I, I I assume they're also, if they're banned from these Olympics, they're banned from the Youth Olympics, and as an extension now, again, the Paralympics. Yeah, I mean, so those are excellent questions. So the movement like, is tainted.
2: Right. Yes, the entire system and the entire, I mean, and the Paralympics are a totally different committee that just, it's a totally different organization. They just work hand in hand with the International Olympic Committee Um, but if they're seeing doping as well, well, that's a problem that they've, they've, I'm sure the IOC goes, well, that's their problem because that's not us.
3: Right. The thing that really, really, really scares me in, in all of this, and I say scare as opposed to angering me and making me sad, because obviously I have emotional issues Mm -hmm. with this, all this news. I worry that this is the beginning of the me too of the Olympic movement that we are just going to see doping dominoes falling around the world. Right. I just worry that we're going to start, okay, the Russian Federation has been banned for this widespread doping. Where else? Because we've had pockets. We've had pockets. Like you were saying, weightlifting. Nine countries are banned. You know, we've had certainly American track and field be tainted more than once. Are we just going to see the floodgates opening of the entire system is rigged and doped. And what's the point of the Olympic movement? Because it really is who's the best pharmacist.
2: Right. And and, and it, the IOC can't afford that.
3: No, but they can't afford the opposite either. You know, they can't afford it happening and them not dealing with it, which is what they've been doing for 30 years. Right. You know, always playing catch up to the better and, and smarter drug dealers. So I don't know where this goes. And it really just saddens me that this is where this amazing Olympic experiment has gotten to. That yeah. it really now is a chemical experiment. Right. And you're playing with people's of, lives and bodies. And I, that's not okay.
2: No and and you know what's happening elsewhere russia's just the, the biggest target because the whistleblower guy i believe said there are other company other countries doing state sponsored doping
3: right so i am they, sure that's this happening This is the biggest fish in the yeah, pond exactly you know, Pro- you're not probably, go after.
2: probably biggest fish and probably covering the most sports
3: i guess it 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 is so upsetting to me because the sports that I generally lean to are not big into doping. You know, in the winter sports, I love figure skating. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I am old school, totally pathetic. That is my favorite sport of the winter Olympics. You're not going to see too much doping in figure skating. And if someone can tell me how they would, how it would help them, we have a I'm voicemail totally wrong, line. Give us a call. I know yeah. if you know how people dope in figure skating, and, and you can break my heart a little more, since I already am having issues right now. And yet they're going to be equally as destroyed as other sports if the Olympic movement is truly broken.
2: Right. Yeah. It doesn't no. Matter. No. No sport is um, immune to yeah to this whether it happens or it doesn't, or it's it's just the stigma now.
3: Right. Are people going to want to watch the, to see who's the best chemist? Good question. I'm so sad.
2: I'm sorry. (sighs) But they've got 10 weeks. To cheer me up? Yeah. It might take 10
3: weeks. (laughs)
2: I I showed you before we uh started taping but uh one of my friends uh gave me a uh Sochi leopard mascot who I had forgotten has no name other than leopard and we joke that he's bugged but
3: yeah we have to put a picture of him up on the Facebook page
2: we should because and and when I look at the leopard you think He's he's got a very thin waist and a very broad chest, and you go well. This animal has been doped as well, and then he's got a belt with like a rope on it, and we just call it the magic lasso of doping in our house. <laughs> Poor leopard, I I really don't know what to make of this guy,
3: but he's we in need to house go now. look at the fat snow tiger from um, Oh, Suharang? Pyeongchang, Aww. yeah. He's so cute. We need who rang I need a picture of who rang up oh. to look now. Oh, at right you know, and, and i cut so the- cute and so cuddly and so undoped and I have he'll to make, uh he'll make me happy.
2: Well, I think we have exhausted this for at least the moment. I mean this is not gonna end anytime soon. There's still specific cases ongoing.
3: So I mean And I'm sure people are exhausted of listening to me. <laughs> yell <laughs> I know my family is so no listeners that if you're tired of hearing me yell you are in good company with my family Exactly, exactly.
2: So, um let's move on to trivia for this week. Um- yes. I get to go first. I have
3: no dope related trivia. Oh, good. Because I do
2: have dope related trivia. (laughs) I
3: totally went because I was so upset. I I have two. I had two because I did get myself a backup this time. I have two happy trivias.
2: Oh, well, that's good because I have a doping trivia. Oh, Um, no. So famously, American uh, track and field athlete Marion Jones was caught doping in the Sydney Olympics. How many medals did she lose?
3: Three.
2: Uh, Five. She lost three golds and two bronzes. Five medals. Uh, Golds in the 100-meter, 200-meter, 4-by-400-meter relay. The long jump
3: and the 4-by-100-meter relay were the bronze. See, now, this was the dangerous thing you did, because now I'm going to go on another tirade. Yeah. Right. her 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 relay partners their medals. Right. How dare she be so selfish as to do that to those girls, right?
2: Everybody, there's there are there are plenty of other relays. There have been actually um, a- equestrian teams banned.
3: Did they dope themselves or their horses?
2: I don't know. I didn't get into. I didn't have time to get into that one. And but you know I what? Bet they That's the also going to make me
3: mad. How dare they dope those animals? Right. That is even ah. Oh. <sighs>
2: Let's see. Hold on. Where, let me make sure I had that right
3: because I was like equestrian. Are you kidding me? Um, they doped the horses. Uh, I didn't think I could get any matter.
2: Just to- as human athlete doping occurs in nearly every major sport, so too can equine doping be found in just about every discipline. Germany was stripped of the team gold in show jumping in Athens. And the guy who got banned said it was unfair because the substance that was in the banned substance was an ingredient in a cream that was being used to treat a skin irritation.
3: I love how it's always in a cream. Right. You know how many people talk about it's in a cream. You know what a cream I use? I use a vino. That's what I use.
2: (laughs) Right. And I think the hard thing is that there are probably many, many athletes who are doped and don't know it and they just take whatever they're yes. given and, and you got to go, I, I mean, I feel bad for them because,
3: uh, yes, that's the worst injustice of right. all. Right.
2: Right. Where you think, Oh, I'm taking these supplements and vitamins to get stronger. And I've got these professional people helping me and coaches and, uh, scientists. They found the best combination of vitamins and supplements and, protein or whey or whatever you want to creatine. I don't know, hydroxycut, fen-fen, uh, <laughs> you know. The,
3: the list. <laughs> not, I, I could use some fenfen, so let's not discuss that. But you
2: have these people who are taking probably packets of pills or whatever kind of supplements just to perform better, and they don't realize what they're taking, and right. they're being told it's perfectly fine. And right. I think that is also horrible because then, Absolutely. then, then they have to get dragged through their, their, their name gets dragged through the mud. If they don't know they've been doped, they get, have to deal with all the shame and embarrassment that comes from being fought, thought of, found out. And it, it it's just gotta be devastating.
3: Right. And I remember a story and this could have been all BS, but of some kid taking a Sudafed by mistake. hmm And getting caught. And, you know, yes. Should he have known better? Yes. And I don't remember the details of the story, but I remember that being an issue that someone took a Sudafed for a cold and it's Sudafed is a banned substance and you get caught taking Sudafed, which how many of us take Sudafed? Right. All the time. And they have to watch every little thing because of the stuff that goes on. Yes. Okay. My trivia. Yes. I have, I have, I want to do two cause we need some happy okay. thoughts. Okay. Okay. So the first one totally unrelated to anything. Cause I felt like it. Who is the youngest individual gold medal winner at the winter games? Is that Sonia Henney? No, she was, really? I think the youngest competitor. Cause she competed okay. when she was mm-hmm. like 11 or 12, right. but she didn't win. Okay. She came in last place the first time she oh, competed. Wow. It is somebody that, you know, Tara Lipinski, Tara Lipinski. So you're so second. I think, <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a second. Okay. To be a question because this one also makes me happy. The United States only won one gold medal in the 1968 Grenoble games.
2: Wow. One medal.
3: Well, one gold medal
2: right okay one gold medal is it an individual sport or a team
3: sport an individual sport okay it is somebody that makes me very happy is it peggy fleming it is peggy fleming <laughs> See, i need to end on a happy note because thinking about peggy fleming uh makes me happy Aww. and if you if you get a chance to youtube when she won it will make you happy too okay I will put that on the the list for today. And yeah, she's, uh, you cannot be unhappy watching Peggy Fleming skate. And for people who are younger than a hundred, like me, who have not seen her skate, please go down a YouTube rabbit hole and watch her skate and you will fall in love with her too.
2: Well, on that happy note, I think it's time to end this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you have opinions on the ban feel free to reach out to us and or join our Facebook page and, and join the chat there. Uh, or if you never want to hear
3: my opinions on the ban again, well, that's they let us know. Just <laughs> turn us off. <laughs> but don't turn us off. Go tell your friends.
2: Tell your friends to listen to us until we stop talking about the ban. And then they can tell you to come back and listen to us some more. Exactly. <laughs> we will be back next week with... Uh, Happier stories from the Olympics yes. and for the upcoming games. And uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you back
0: here next week. Stay in touch. Email us at Olympfever at gmail.com. That's O L Y M Fever at gmail. You can also leave us a voicemail at 530 763 3837. That's 530 70 Fever. We're on Twitter at Olymp Fever, and you can join in the conversation at our Facebook group, Olympic Fever Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and
3: until next time, keep the flame alive. This is definitely shock and awe.